You are listening to Water Flying, a show dedicated to all things seaplanes. Brought to you by the Seaplane Pilots Association. My name is Steve McCoy. I'm the executive director of the Seaplane Pilots Association, which is the world's largest nonprofit advocacy organization dedicated to the protection and promotion of the water flying community. Climb aboard! We're about to start today's episode. Well, welcome back to Water Flying. We have a great episode for you today. I'm so excited because we are going to be going over to one of my favorite places in the world, Lake Como, Italy, one of the most spectacular places not only to visit but to fly seaplanes. And we had the great fortune of doing our very first annual member adventure over there uh, back oh, to 2014, 15, somewhere around there. I think it was 2016. There you go. Okay, I didn't even go when I know. So 2016 wasn't that long ago. So looking forward to future trips. I did not have the opportunity to go on this last trip because I was not working here. Yes. But I'm really looking forward to any future trips, Steve. Bring me along. So our guest today is Kira O'Toole, an author, pilot, successful marketing consultant. She's lived on Lake Como for years. She's a current board member for the Lake Como Aero Club. She got her seaplane and actually, she started off in seaplanes on Lake Como. Single engine C in or her first pilot rating. So, her, like, she started training in an airplane in yes. a seaplane on Lake Como. So, as a frame of reference, I think Jimmy Buffett did that. Yes. Apparently, it's pretty popular on Lake Como. And so, Kira, it's so great to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, guys. It's so great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so Kira um, was a wonderful host to us, one of our very first people that that we met when we got over there to the Aero Club Como and literally uh, stayed with us night and day. <laughs> I've heard lots of stories. <laughs> we so, had a great week. <laughs> we did have a great week. So we can't wait to get back there for another member trip because every one of the 35 members that went on the original trip literally want to go back um, next time we come back. And I think we were planning to go in 2020, which we had to cancel thanks to COVID. Uh, But I think we had 65 people uh, signed up that wanted to go. So um, you and I have had the great opportunity to kind of know and learn about Lake Como, but what is it about Lake Como? What's some of the history and uh, history on the seaplane base? Yeah, well, the Air Club Como is the oldest seaplane flight operation in the world. Um, and flying, there's been seaplane operations there since here since 1913. And the flight school was established in 1930. So last year we celebrated 90 years of the flight school. Um, and uh, I think with your with your input at some point, Steve, we were certified <laughs> as the seaplane, the uh, oldest seaplane operation in the world by the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> yes, uh, we did have the good opportunity <laughs> to work on that, uh, and it was funny because it was very highly contested as well. We have a, <laughs> a, a an old seaplane base in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Seaplane Base, and then Rose Bay in Sydney, Australia. And uh, I know that it was uh, not easy to vet and actually determine what we actually call the physical oldest seaplane base in the world. And you guys had the Snyder Cup races and some of the really amazing airplanes uh, doing uh, the air races back then too. Yeah, no, there's some amazing history here. And like, we're, we're really, really lucky. I mean, 
you know, the, the club itself is located on the shore of Como. So it's literally, like, we're right here, just at the city. I mean, you can walk to the city in 10 minutes, but, you know, we have our, you know, we obviously have our, our, our hangar runway here and it's, it's literally right there on the edge of the city. And it's just, it's just a beautiful place. And it really is. It's not something to be taken for granted. You know, it's quite a special place. No. And if you're not familiar with Lake Como or the romance or the beauty associated with Lake Como, um, you need to do some internet searches, some Google searches, go on Amazon or Netflix and look up some of the amazing things that you can find out about Lake Como. I think it's referred to as like the most romantic place in the world. Yes. Which everyone thinks Paris. (laughs) And so, you know, kind of a nice secret is that Lake Como is really a special place. And Kira, I know that you talk about it in your book, um, going solo on Lake Como. What brought you to Lake Como? Because obviously it's a special place. You know, they've been doing seaplane operations. There's a booming tourist industry. So what is so yeah. special about Lake Como? Well, I just always loved it. I mean, I always loved Italy for, uh, as a youngster and growing up. I loved Italy and I've traveled all around, you know, and and uh, the, the nor- northern Italy and the lakes was just somewhere that I was always drawn back to. And I had come back here several times. And at one point at the time with my ex-husband, we, we bought a house here. And everyone was like, did, you know, people ask me, did you do you have family here or did you move here for work? Or did you? And I'm like, no, I just moved here because I love it. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> and I, worked, I built my life around it rather than the other way around so you know to me it literally was i just kept coming back and going wow this place is so amazing and then i thought hmm. and literally yeah that's, so that's how i ended up here um and you did your training awesome. for the first time in a seaplane at lake como so the flight school tell us a little bit about that they've been operating since the 1930s and they've trained who knows how many pilots so what's going on now with the flight school yeah, so the flight school is obviously the principal activity here. So we have, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure where else d- does, if anywhere else in the world does do a full PPL training solely on floats or on water. But we have, um, like, we have a fleet of four Cessna 172s on floats, you know, a, a Piper Super Cub Amphib, a Cessna 172 Amphib, uh, a, two, a Cessna 206 Amphib, and a Bird Dog L19. And we also have a November registered CB. Um, most of the training or all the training pretty much for the PPL takes place on the 172s on floats. And then once people have their uh, have their license or their rating, all members can fly pretty much any of the club planes, obviously subject to being proficient on them. We also have a Caproni, which is uh, one of the, <laughs> old, the, the oldest seaplane in the world, the oldest flying seaplane in the world, which is privately owned, but we have it uh, you know, in the hangar. So. Yes, and I had the very uh, yes, amazing opportunity of getting to fly it. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's pretty amazing. That's really pretty amazing. And it's quite um, common, actually, for people to be getting their PPL on a seaplane at Lake Como, just like you did. Yeah, well, I mean, here it's the norm, you right? Know? I mean, so, and I, I, I didn't know anything about flying. I, I, I'm an accidental pilot. I saw the planes. I mean, I'm literally on the lake, and I saw the the the, the seaplanes going up and down every day. And one day, I wandered down to do a, to do a flight, you know, just to try it out. And suddenly, I'm signing up for a PPL. So, you know, <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize how unique it was, you know, as a non-pilot or non-aviator when I got it. I didn't realize how incredibly unique it is. But for most of the people here and the kids here, you know, it's normal. And like most of our most of our instructors, we have nine instructors at the club, and the majority of them, you know, did their did their PPL. Yeah, know, so, the, you know, I think there. when you talk to seaplane pilots about international destinations and where they would like to go, Lake Como comes up over and over again. And I just want to paint the picture a little bit about why. So, number one, seaplanes are, are an anomaly in Europe for the most part. It's hard to 
find a concentration of, it's hard to find a single seaplane, much less uh, a hangar full of seaplanes and have yeah. a variety. Yeah. And, and so the fact that you can fly these airplanes, you can do flight training, and there's such a diversity of, of aircraft and a, a sheer number of them is amazing. Uh, but also, I mean, the, the town, the, the uh, church in the, the town goes back to like the 1400s. The the, yeah, the, yeah. W- the wall goes back oh. to the Roman times uh, <laughs> yeah. around, around the town. And then again, the, it's this incredibly rather long lake with a, it's kind of a y, upside down Y shape, but it's surrounded by mountains on either side. And if you fly high enough, which generally we don't, and come over the rim, you, you just get this amazing vista that opens up where you're looking over the Swiss Alps. So the beauty is beyond imagine. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> How is the relationship between, because um, you don't necessarily live in Como, so I'm trying to think of like how the book, how it's, it's all these little villages surrounding the lake. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, Como, like Como Centro, as they say. So the town center, yeah, is where where the where the seaplane base is. And then there's like the the lake expands right up, you know, Bellagio and beyond Colico. Like it's you know, fifty kilometers long, I think. Um, and um, you know, yeah, it, it's but it's just and everywhere, you know, there's there's so many different ex- places to explore here. You know, I mean, you could be exploring forever, and you know, and not not, not just you know on the lake, but hikes and trails, and you know, and actually from an, from a water perspective, I mean, you were saying, Steve, like in terms of, in the context of Europe, it's Italy has the most open waterways for for landing because in a lot of the other countries, it's you know, you, it's quite difficult. You have to get permission to land. You don't often get it, et cetera, et cetera. We're probably, we're the most sort of a water friendly, um, you know, country and certainly in central Europe for seaplanes and accessibility. How's the relationship like between all the villages and the seaplane base? Because they're pretty active, right? I mean, you guys are going. Yeah, I think people are just used to it. I mean, the seaplanes were here before everyone living here. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They have the seniority. So (laughs) it's it's an incredibly um, because it's like two lane roads around the lake for the most part. Right. uh, There are a lot of boat services and then the seaplanes. And so there's literally the lake is long enough that they have hydrofoil services just to give you an idea of how long the lake is and everything else. So there's a lot of ferries and and hydrofoils and stuff like that on the lake as well, as as well as the recreational boats and everything. else. So it's everybody working together. Doesn't the the Aero Club have like a published runway 119 the same at Jack <laughs> yeah. Brown so they they have like it buoyed off yeah yeah no absolutely um yeah no it, it's it's yeah there's boys all along the runway and or buoys as you guys say <laughs> um, there's boys on the runway good, yeah no we have a good relationship and you know obviously you know I mean we don't as you say people are used to it here and obviously you know our safety procedures and our you know our procedures are very clear and if if there ever is from time to time any if if, if there are ever any issues you know it, it's, it's generally always you know we can anything can we can amend you know if, if there's a town that there's an issue we you know we can overcome any any issues um but there really is and people are used to it and i think people enjoy it and and, and appreciate you know the history of it and and, and the, the activity is there and they realize it's special that's amazing just the mutual understanding and just everyone working together trying to keep everyone else happy and the fact that seaplanes can operate and the villages accept it and are happy 
Yeah, and so in northern Italy, where where Como is, there's a whole lake region there, and I think most of the lakes are pretty much open. There's like seven lakes, and they're all pretty much open, except if we go across to the Swiss side. Yeah, yeah, exactly, um, exactly, and then it changes. But um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Swiss, the Swiss, I don't get it. Uh, it's okay to land on uh, skis on, on in the Swiss Alps, uh, so you we can land on skis in the Swiss Alps, but we can't land generally on the water in Switzerland, even though they have the most again incredible lakes to operate on. And there's no reason for us not to operate on those lakes. But the Swiss are the Swiss, and this is how it is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we need to work on that. <laughs> but we can still fly by and enjoy their scenery. Yes, <laughs> just don't land, just don't touch down anywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's amazing. So painting a really nice picture of Lake Como, the seaplane base. I want to hear more about the member trip. So Steve talks about it all the time. He's got stories. I know that you know, Kira. Obviously, you living there, you've had some amazing stories. So let's hear them. <laughs> <laughs> how was that member trip what, why would what, i want to go what what happens on member trips stays on member trips <laughs> it's kind of like las vegas um so uh no it was incredible number one uh cesare uh who is on the board with you of the aero club is one of our field directors and i have to say our relationship with the Aero Club has has just been amazing between the Seaplane Pilots Association and the Aero Club. And they were incredibly generous because when we went there, they literally shut down the entire fleet and the entire operation and just completely catered to us and uh, gave us some very generous discounts as well. So I think we flew 85, our, our members flew 85 hours in five days uh, between the aircraft and we would start out in the morning and either do training uh, or sightseeing flights, but every day we had a group of people that would fly out to a lakeside uh, villa and have lunch, which was amazing. Um, and then, of course, uh, one day uh, Kira and, and Mark Twombly and I did a, a driving tour around the lake and did a uh, ferry across to Bellagio and the real Bellagio, not the one in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lots of good food, uh, lots of restaurants going up. What's the town that the vernacular goes up to where we ate uh, looking over Brunate. the Swiss? I'm sorry, what Brunate. was it? Venasse. Yes. Renate. Yes. So we went up there to an open air restaurant and watched uh, sunset over the Swiss Alps, and you could see Milan in the distance as well. And then you look down several thousand feet, and there's uh, Como and the lake, which is just amazing. Uh, so what else can I say? I mean, it, it, it was, we had 35 members that went, um, and all 35 members want to go back. We had planned to go back in 2020, except for COVID. So we had to cancel the trip. Um, we had 65 people signed up, which I think is about our limit that we can physically accommodate, uh, and make sure everyone gets to fly. Uh, but, uh, I hope that we can reschedule our travel plans in 2022 to return to Lake Como. So it's something to look forward to for me. Yes. Who hasn't gone. I hope you guys come. It was such a fun week. And I made so many good friends out of that trip. It really was. It was a great week. I'm so looking forward to it. I really miss my my European adventures. So I haven't gone to Italy yet. So I'm just really looking forward to it. So wonderful. Something to look forward to in the future. Yes. So incredibly historic base, uh, very active operation, the largest concentration of seaplanes in Europe. I think that's a pretty safe thing to say. 
Um, a lot of open water, which is uncommon in Europe as well. And there's just so much to do. And so we, uh, Mark and, and Mike Bailey and Jessica went into Zurich, uh, flew directly into Zurich and took the, the train first class through the Alps uh, to get to Como. There was a train strike, yeah, of course. and Yes. And of course, we stopped uh, right at the Italian border and there was a train strike um, so they were like, everyone has to get off. We can't go any further. We're not going any further. So of course, me being the guy I am, I, I go up to the, the, the engineer's capsule in the, in the, yeah, in, in the train. And I start talking to him. I was like, I've always wanted to sit in the front of the train. Can I, can I come see how you control the train? And we started having this conversation. He was like, okay, uh, we're going to Como. We're going to take you to Como. And everyone had got off the train. We were the only, there was like three of us from spa talk the conductor uh, yeah so we the engineer and the engineer so, sorry the engineer and and we ended up uh actually getting dropped off private our private train to como <laughs> <laughs> so it was Good pretty job, yeah and, and that was really the whole experience of the whole trip was like that it, it was just amazing i mean all the sidewalk cafes uh you had the flying you had the amazing architecture, historical buildings uh, for people that aren't familiar, again, with Lake Como. Uh, you've had a James Bond filmed um, on the shores of Lake Como in one of the really famous villas there. Um, yeah, yes. And, and also Star Wars was filmed there in one of the more recent movies. Um, and so it's just this incredible place. George Clooney has a home. Everyone has to fly by the George Clooney home. <laughs> Poor George. The, yeah, the compound. Constantly getting buzzed. He just wants to live. So that's pretty amazing. I think you've kind of sold it for me. I'm really looking forward to it. So any of our listeners, I want to come. I really want to. So save a spot for me on the plane um, okay. to get over there. And then also when we go flying. So stay tuned, our listeners, for any future updates on member trips. We're really looking forward to it once, once we get past this more crazy time. Yes, the COVID time. So, Kira, I'd really love to go into your book because I had the opportunity to read it. And I know we just recently talked about setting up this podcast. So thank you so much for short notice coming on. Um, Steve loaned me his um, his copy of your book, which I got from the author. It's signed and everything. It's everything before we met. (laughs) So going solo on Lake Como by Kira O'Toole. So just some amazing stories about your adventures, about you getting your seaplane rating, getting you know, becoming a pilot on a seaplane on Lake Como and take us kind of through, give us a couple stories that you go through in your book. (laughs) Well, (laughs) the book is kind of a blend of, I suppose, you know, part, part about my learning to fly, part about the whole experience of of moving here and, you know, the the lifestyle and, you know, how I found my feet here as, as it were. So, you know, the trials and tribulations of, 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 of learning to fly a seaplane. And I don't know. I don't know which stories to tell you, if there's any that stuck out to you, Abby. But uh, it's, it was quite an adventure. <laughs> I love seeing you grow as a person. So you talk about, you know, um, you know, different things in your relationships. And you start, you know, all these different health and mental health. And you're working on yourself while you're there. And you're collecting yeah. this group of friends. And you're meeting people. And just you describing the time that you had, even buying the house. Yeah, no, exactly. And it, well, what happened was, and, and the reason it's called Going Solo on Lake Como is a bit of a double entendre because it was just the flying. I came here, I came here with my ex-husband <laughs> and ended up here alone. And so I, 
Um, I actually took a year off. I took a year out, I guess. And that was all the things you say, working on myself and, were, you know, just all those things. And, and flying was part of that. You know, flying, flying for me was, you know, was part of, of, of that kind of mix of things. And, and one of the greatest gifts I think I've ever given myself was doing, you know, doing the flying here, really. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, it's just about all those adventures. And, um, you know, it was a very colorful experience for me. Italian romances, you know, the... The whole, I mean, I'll never get how, amazing, how many amazing restaurants there are here, you know. <laughs> so I think I talk a lot about food in my book. You do. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> You're reading it. Meanwhile, I'm eating my ramen out of a bag. It's like, this is just not fair. Yeah. So every morning before we would start flying, there's a little cappuccino cafe right next to the seaplane base. And of course, we'd all huddle around at the cappuccino. Oh, yes. And have to get our cappuccino and... And uh, pastries in the morning. Yes, our feet. <laughs> I really like how you're going through your training because it's in the book. You give a very real account of, you know, I had a life. I was I was doing different things. I was living in Italy. I was working. And then, you know, you're doing it for fun, getting your seaplane, getting your PPL. And you very real, not really, what's the word for it? Very authentically describe the experience. You know, you had plateaus. You had moments where... Yeah, it's progressing, it's progressing, and then suddenly... You hit a brick wall. You hit a brick wall, which yeah. is so common for students. And so it was really refreshing getting to hear that. And it wasn't like this, you know, like everything was perfect. I never did anything wrong. It was it was getting to hear someone that, you know, was learning to fly and taking this risk. And, you know, that was going solo on Lake Como. Well, there's a lot of books written about people that have always dreamed about flying, that have wanted to pursue flying their life or... It's been their passion and it's like their ultimate goal. And I think the, the one of the cool angles for you was it, it really wasn't on your radar even. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally was an accidental pilot. And I think that's what made it so magical for me. I mean, I consider myself hugely grateful to have come across flying in the in the at all. But I, I, I would love to have, you know, it's the one thing I think, wow, I wish I I wish I'd come across it earlier, you know, sometimes. Although as I said, I'm just grateful that I stumbled across it at some point in my life. But, you know, I, 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 it was this whole new world opened up and, you know, it's just been magical. So. Yeah. And, and look, now you're on the board of directors of Aero Club Como. So, I mean, who would have thunk it? You know, who could <laughs> yeah, have imagined that? <laughs> yeah. Life's funny like that. <laughs> it is. You know, and the fact that you became a seaplane pilot in the most amazing seaplane <laughs> destination. I mean, good grief. You couldn't have asked for I a better story. <laughs> just fantastic so going through the book and you know it's the last 30 pages i started reading it last night i'm pretty proud of myself but i haven't made it to your solo yet so can you give me kind of an idea of my solo how did it go yeah it went great i i I really enjoyed it i actually uh i really enjoyed my solo was um and as i say i think at the end of the book like to me it was more it was more about just flying, you know, it was the kind of summation of, of a whole load of things together and kind of overcoming things, you know, so it was, it was quite special as, as obviously everyone solo is, but it was obviously special to me, but in more ways than one, it was probably about more than flying as well. (laughs) I mean, it was like, it was, I don't know if, if it's real symbolic, but I, I like the idea that it's you taking control of your life. That that's kind of how I see it. And I just yeah, really a metaphor for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a very turbulent 
point in your life. I mean, there was a lot of commotion. You thought, <laughs> oh, I'm moving to Como. Everything is going to be great. I've got my husband. It's time to settle yeah. down. I'm going to live this dream life. Well, that didn't last long, did it? <laughs> no. no, it didn't. <laughs> But then it's like at the end of the book, you know, the book culminates after all of your training and, you know, the struggles, the plateaus, you know, these different relationships. And it culminates in you taking the reins of this airplane. I, I just think that's awesome. I, I mean, I couldn't think of any more symbolic ending than that. Thanks, Abby. Well, it's, it's really interesting. And this is one of the really attractive things about the Aero Club and this whole atmosphere is there is an incredible family atmosphere at the seaplane base. Um. From what I saw, at least, I mean, it, 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 it's its own little it really micro. Is. Yeah, it's its own community. Really yeah, no, it really is, and actually, it's one of the things you know. And I say it in my book as well that you know, there's, you know, for me being in Italy, I love Como, and this is such an amazing place. But the Aero Club and the family, as you say there, and that is exactly what it is. You know, it's a really special and unique place. You know, it, was, it became such an important part of my, of my life here. You know, and that sort of affiliation and the friendships and that sense of well-being, I think, from being part of that community, you know, and it is it, it is what, you know, it, it is as it appears, um, you know, so it's pretty special. That's it amazing. Is. And you wonder how many other people have found that, you know, the people that have come and trained and found a home and gotten to. I mean, if you have your seaplane rating, you know, the difficulties that that different students experience, but then you know, having a community to support you as you're training for your PPL or training for your add-on rating for that seaplane rating. Well, exactly. And we have lots of pilots who come back year after year. You know, they've done their rating and they come back and they come back and, you know, because they love, you know, it's it's, it's not just the seaplane flying, it's, it's the seaplane flying in Lake Como and at the Aero Club, you know, and that's meaningful, I think, to a lot of people who, who come to us repeatedly. That's yes. fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'm in awe. It's just magical. I had one of the members that was on the trip with us uh, literally call me yesterday and say, we're interested in renting an apartment in Como for a year just so Good we can decision. explore it. Yeah. <laughs> if they do that, I don't think they'll come back. <laughs> I mean, Kira, like the house that you ended up buying in Como, it wasn't for sale. You talk about that in the book. Like you, it was just for rent. And so yeah. you went, you said, I want to buy this house. And so you had to see if the people wanted to actually sell it to you yeah, instead of just we, rent. We just we put in an offer, and and because the estate agent said, "Well, put in an offer, maybe they'll." And we did, and they and they accepted. It. We were like, "Oh crap, what do we do now?" But yeah, it all worked out in the end. You just end up staying. Like you go for a year. No, I'm just gonna stay here. <laughs> I'm, I can't rent. I'm just gonna holiday, live here. <laughs> week's holiday in May. <laughs> Thirteen years later. <laughs> so it wasn't supposed to be this long. <laughs> I don't want to take over and, and not talk more about going solo, but I do want to talk about, um, you know, just the, the whole idea behind the member trips was to create an adventure of a lifetime where our members who went on these trips would cherish them and remember them for the rest of their lives. And we would provide them a literally life changing experience. And, you know, it was a big it was a big gamble. My wife had been to Como. I had not been to Como. She didn't get to go with us. She actually was here and riding through a hurricane while we were over there, um, but uh, on her birthday, no less, as well. And But we, we went over there, and the trip literally was absolutely everything that I had wanted it to be, which was a, a, a trip of a lifetime that would create memories that, that would resonate with you for the rest of your life 
and you would feel just so fortunate that you got to do this really unique experience. And so that's what was in my mind. And we went to Como. We did not have a single bad like member that had a that was a problem person or we didn't have any obstacles or any bad days on the trip. And it was literally so magical. And so much of that was because everyone at the Aero Club worked so hard to make the experience. I mean, they threw a big dinner for us in the hangar uh, when we left. And that was pretty amazing. And then every night we would have wine and cheese uh, out on the, the, the patio. On the deck there at the seaplane base, and we got to go to the yacht club, which was very historic for for a meal. And we went to the swimming club as well. And there's just so much there, and so um, it was really nice to see it mature that way. So if you if the people listening want to know what the uh, the SPA annual member adventures are like, uh, that's what they are. We are we're trying to create memories and experiences of a lifetime. Just wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the next one. I know. You keep selling it to I me. I know. And I'm sorry. Creep. <laughs> I haven't gone. I want to go in the future. Well, it, it's a shame that so many, you know, so few, I didn't want to go kind of on that tangent, but I think we're there. So, you know, we did a trip to Seattle uh, for one of the trips and literally we had Boeing uh, bring chartered buses out and give us VIP tours of the factory. Uh, our last one to New Orleans, you know, we ended up flying seaplanes to the Tabasco factory and seeing all kinds of amazing things and, and just having a great week in New Orleans, uh, doing all kinds of things. So that's what these member adventures are about. And uh, like I said, the, the idea is to do like alternate between international U.S., international U.S. And we didn't think we would go back to a location probably more than once because there were so many locations, but everyone wants to go to Como, so we have to go. <laughs> I mean, if it's kind of the epitome of seaplane flying, international seaplane flying, certainly you got to go to Como. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know. It just makes sense to me. All right. Well, Kira, it was a pleasure having you on and oh, really so just chatting to you guys. Oh, it was just lovely. It was just lovely. You know, the fact that I, I sent out a message to all the flight schools a couple days ago and it's like, oh, love your podcast. Oh, well, do you want to be on it? Because <laughs> we would love to have you on and tell your story. It's just an amazing wow. story. Um, well, I do love your podcast. They're amazing. And I've learned so much from them. And I, I, love, I look forward to them every week. They're super. So oh. thank you. Keep it up. I, I wish I could translate them into Italian, you know. <laughs> Me too. Send them around at the club. But um, keep it up. It's, they're, they're really great. We'll thank work you. on that. We so appreciate that. <laughs> we, I have to say, we have been listened to in 69 countries now. Oh, wow. uh, so we're getting worldwide distribution with the podcast. Uh, the feedback has been amazing. Um, and uh, we had a call just uh, before we came to record uh, today, uh, complimenting us on the last one that we just did with the Canadian Seaplane, uh, the North Star uh, Safety Program, which was nice. So I, I think we're doing what we want to do. Uh, we just look forward to growing the audience and and having you back on the show to talk about Como more. <laughs> but I keep, love to come back. I hope to see you guys here soon. I really do. Absolutely, really absolutely. So, any listeners, keep in mind that we're not looking for compliments just to stroke our ego here. <laughs> if you have any suggestions, <laughs> concerns, criticisms, we would love to hear them. Follow us on social media. Email me at abby at seaplanes That's a b b i e at seaplanes so, Kira, really a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Guys. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Ciao. We are so glad you joined us today. 
If you like today's show, I highly encourage you to join the Seaplane Pilots Association and become a member of the largest seaplane community in the world. Members receive Water Flying, the only full-color glossy magazine dedicated to the seaplane community. And it's available in both printed and digital form. Your membership also includes access to the Water Landing Directory app, which has the Seaplane Flight School directory and a calendar of seaplane events not only here in the United States, but around the world. The association hosts regular educational workshops, safety seminars, and gatherings for seaplane pilots and anyone with a passion for seaplanes. So look us up online at seaplanes.org, join our community, and support our mission of protecting and promoting water flying.